What up, friends? Hi, everyone. It's Caitlin and Shanika. From- it's another episode coming <laughs> at you. Forget Checkered. Part of the Alberta Podcast Network, uh, locally grown and community supported. Uh, Caitlin, we've kind of got a bit of a lull, hey, with the races just not happening for the next little bit. Yep, we are in summer break, y'all, which is must be nice. Shanika <laughs> and I are still working. <laughs> But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, we're we're not going to have races pretty much till the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So um, we're still going to come at you every week um, talking about new stuff. So um, today we want to discuss kind of why they even have summer break and what the actual rules of this summer break are. Um, we're going to go into um, oh, what is it, Shanika? Sebastian Vettel's really? disqualification that happened yes. after the race last from, week. From, uh, yeah, the Hungarian GP um, fallout with Sebastian Vettel, who came in P2, but we will um, discuss that further. And then we'll we'll also talk about some driver shuffles that we've yeah. heard some some movement, some rumors on. Um, so we'll, we'll start with summer break. So kind of like we're seeing everyone's Instagram story, Shani, right? <laughs> like we're seeing Lewis in Monaco in his like house in his very expensive apartment just working out he was spotted in the yachts area so it's like okay just chilling in Monaco Pierre mm-hmm. was with double A's in Ibiza <laughs> Shanika and I actually fun story Shanika and I have been to Ibiza we have been- we have and the thing is so obviously Pierre and his friends the ones that I clicked on the handful that I clicked on when he posted their photos um they all have verified check marks so I think their experience was <laughs> A little bit different than ours, but I will say Abita is the bluest waters you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, but I definitely think that you got to have some coin to really enjoy it. Caitlin, what, what, yeah. how was your experience with Abita? That, that is what we found out on like the first hour of being in Abita mm-hmm. <laughs> is like it. you can have a great time. Yeah. You might drop a lot of dough. Um, and we weren't really looking to drop a lot of dough, so we didn't do a lot of stuff. We we just made our own adventures. Um, but then, yeah, you see, like, Pierre's on a boat with the guys jumping off the boat into the water. It's like, Shanika and I, literally, we didn't go on a boat. <laughs> no, we did not go on a boat. Um, but if anyone is friends with anyone that has a yacht in... <laughs> Abita and wants to take us there in the next few months. It has extra spots. Let us know. Let us know because I do think you need to experience Abita in that way as well as the uh the normal <laughs> way that we did it too. Right? Like the commoner way, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just little peasants. Um, we saw Charles was in well, he was at a bar, bar Mykonos. So I'm assuming he was in Mykonos. Um, so Greek Island there. Valtteri, I thought it looked like he was in Finland. It makes sense if he was in Finland. He was somewhere cool. Maybe like at his coffee shop. That's where I haven't talked about actually is that he bought into a coffee company. Um, oh, so they actually have a brick and mortar, so physical location for the coffee shop on top of selling their coffee online. And I wonder if he's there doing coffee. Things. Shit, maybe it makes sense. So him dating the cyclist tiffany cromwell mm-hmm. cyclists are crazy for their coffee man <laughs> and caitlin like, knows this because one of her dearest one friends <laughs> yeah i found out like they just love their coffee they're like coffee snobs but they're not rude about it so snob is a weird word to use but they know good coffee yeah so valtry just like he's definitely on the biking train because of uh tiffany so getting on the coffee train who knows if she was part of that or not but interesting i didn't know he did that because daniel ricardo has like a wine i know we need to maybe do a an episode where we maybe it's even a youtube video caitlin where we just try try everything yeah as we're like wearing all the merch too (laughs) (laughs) the only thing is with lando like we don't do any esports so i don't know how that would (laughs) we could try we We could could try that's true we could could just join into his like twitch stream and just like watch it on the side and not actually do anything (laughs) Just yeah, and I honestly have not. I've only been on Twitch for one person, and I still haven't messed around with that platform. So maybe that's it. Our first time on Twitch and just <laughs> seeing what that's all about. Who knows? <laughs> right? Oh, who knows? Um, definitely sidetrack up. <laughs> Esteban, we, we saw he was in Portofino. So 
that's Italia. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. If that's wrong, please edit it out. But I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Georgie, I just saw, had his story in Santorini. Nice. Kimmy looked to be in Italy. Um, just based on the like the landscape and everything. Celebrating five years with the wife. He's like, this is where we first met. He like his recent stories because of this five year anniversary. Kimmy is such a simp. <laughs> Holy shit. I think that's who would have really guessed? Sweet. Yeah. It's adorable. For like a guy that shows literally no emotion. He's just <laughs> is so in love with his wife. And you know, we love to see it. It's a good thing. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where everyone's at for summer break. I mean, Shanika and I are working. We're still in Calgary. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit dreary, so we're just yeah, one day is one not day we'll, in Santorini um, at no, all. That'll but be, like that's a dream. Hopefully, we can get there. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of like where everyone's at, right? And it's kind of nice that they get to have a break from all the races and just like mm-hmm. relax, have time with family, have time with friends. But there is actually like a it, it's in the regulations that they have to have this time off, um, and there's certain rules that go along with summer break. So. Um, what I have noted is that it's mandated time off um, in season to team members. The machines stop. Offices are empty. Um, using wind tunnels, CFD for developing new parts is banned at this time, as well as the manufacturing or design of them. Um, cars can be repaired only if it is, quote unquote, seriously damaged during the event preceding the shutdown period. So I guess like if they were Rebel. damaged and hungry, <laughs> like, like how many cars actually technically had damage because of hungry? Yeah. <laughs> A good, um, like, fifth, if not more. Whoops, yes. There's a little bit of a crunch fest. Um, but certain departments within the teams are unaffected and so remain in the factory as usual. So including, like, marketing, finance, legal, who do not directly impact car performance. Um, so the reason they have this summer break is, yes, for, like, well-being, mental health, um, give the hardworking, passionate members of F1 teams a chance to have a break. Mm-hmm. Um but the second reason is also to try and help reduce the cost of participation in the sport. I have noted down. Um, okay. So it just kind of like keeps like you just don't spend money in this time. Pretty yeah, much so. on anything like on salaries or anything. Just people are off doing. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So save some money throughout the year, which will help a little bit. And like you said, it's a much needed break because as much as, you know, Lewis Hamilton and them are traveling there's also a ton of team members and crew members that are traveling with them who likely don't see their families (laughs) throughout this time until this break so it makes sense yeah no and I I like that they have it mandated to actually like work hard but like have your play hard your home life too work-life balance is important people do not work 80 hour weeks that's craziness no one likes it. And especially with just how much they're traveling, I would imagine that it's quite draining at some point. Like it's exciting, yeah. but I think if you're in Formula One for a long time, you must be looking forward to this break to just go back home, recuperate or go on vacation like some of these drivers are and just be a little bit distracted for a little bit. Yeah. You get like Pierre, you get to hang out with your boys. Just like <laughs> cliff jump, jump off the boat. Yeah. That's fun shit to do. Exactly. But, so I, I also heard that the Miami race, I, I don't know if this is a credible source or not, you guys, but just like humor me. Um, <laughs> they're, they're saying like if the Miami race 2022 um, goes in May, that okay. means that the teams will fly to North America three times, like three separate times, Holy which shit. I don't think is great either. Right. No, that sounds painful. Yeah. So like if they're making the teams do that, summer break is even more important because like you're literally having you don't catch up on sleep no. right if you're if you're going back to back to back to back um so this is just a time to recharge for everyone too so maybe they're all drinking Valtteri's coffee to get through all i think you're the marketing guru <laughs> he should be doing a much better job at marketing the fact that he does coffee yeah I so even he, know if he did that i noticed that he does post stuff every now and then on his stories but he doesn't um drive it as aggressively as I thought and I think it is because he is uh an investor so kind of like it isn't his coffee so it isn't Valtteri branded in any way but he does post about coffee it's just not very specific that it's his brand so he'll like 
share a photo of him making espresso or a coffee cup. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're waking up this morning and then every now and then he'll take his coffee company. But yeah, he needs to be really driving it home that this is my coffee company. Everyone buy from it. Um, because I mean, I think it's important. And what we see with all these drivers is they have these brands right outside of just being a driver in formula one. So Lando with, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally forgetting. Quadrant. Quadrant. You. Quadrant. Uh, we have that Lewis Hamilton has what a billion things going on outside of formula one. So yeah. it does help you just with some longevity outside of the sport. So I don't know, maybe we'll send him an email and just say, <laughs> They'll be like, hey, Yo, Valtteri. <laughs> so I sent Shanika a TikTok I saw and it was the funniest thing I've seen. And this girl just like apparently just slid into the DMs of all the drivers and invited them to her birthday. And it was just that like you saw her scrolling through the list. So you didn't see the full messages, but you saw how she, like her intro, like saying hi to all the drivers and everyone had their own unique thing. She was like to Daniel, hey, Jeep. <laughs> Oh, I, I should have brought it up, but honestly, um, she was, what did she say? Hey, Georgie, or Shanna, could you remember? It was like, hey, Someone Pierre. Asked. Yeah, she was like, bonjour, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then for Carlos, she's like, hey, Jilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So yeah, when we reach out to Valtteri, we're going to come up with something creative. Yeah, um, and I can leverage my background because if they're trying to sell their coffee, it's e-commerce. And your girl has worked in e-commerce now for over two years. So nice. I could provide nice. some insight. We'll be like, what up, VB? <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on it, you guys. We'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on hopefully reaching out to them. Um, yeah. We'll get into Sebastian Vettel's disqualification right after this little ad break. This episode of Get Checkered is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. When you make a gift to the Calgary Foundation, it's a gift that keeps on giving. The Foundation's knowledgeable staff will provide advice on the community's most pressing needs, keeping your interests at heart and helping you give back in a way that is meaningful for you. Your contributions are invested in an endowment fund that provides a permanent source of funding, allowing you to make an impact now and forever. If you're a professional advisor creating a giving plan for a client or a donor wanting to give back to the community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org to learn more or check out Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Nice. Yeah. Little side note. Love the Calgary Foundation. I think you've already mentioned it in the episode. I think they're so great. They are the backbone of a lot of funding that goes to the nonprofits within the city who are doing incredible work. So if you do have some cash burning a hole in your pocket or know someone that has a ton of cash that's burning a hole in their pocket, make sure to check out calgaryfoundation.com. All right. So after last week's race, Caitlin and I, I, we kind of, we mentioned it in the podcast that we were having a bit of a wild day. So the race happened. We were on a very tight schedule and our friend was celebrating her birthday with a pedal pub. And as we were at our first location, I think it was Caitlin, Caitlin sitting beside yes, me, she turns yes. to me jaw literally on the ground <laughs> and she's like, look at this. And we got notified that Sebastian Vettel was disqualified. Yeah. And they took his B2 pretty much away. They were going to, right? Yeah. And I, I, you know, immediately I'm looking at my phone on Twitter. Mind you, we're in the middle of a birthday. There's drinks being served and all that kind of stuff. So we're freaking out about Formula One. Very not on topic for the day. But (laughs) uh, yeah, he was disqualified for not having enough fuel in his tank. And this was something new to me that I didn't know about. And we had actually a person that I think listens to our podcast, maybe, but definitely that we went to high school with slide into our get checker DMs to talk about it um, because it kind of shell shocked us. So he didn't have enough fuel in his tank. We did see this, though, and it's something that we talked about in the podcast, right, was that his car died and we see him jogging over to where the podium was mm-hmm, located. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think it was a big deal. I just thought, OK, the car doesn't have enough fuel whatever it's fine someone will go get the car it doesn't matter but I was wrong (laughs) there are rules around this there must be one liter of fuel left in the car so they can test it and make sure that the fuel is to regulation 
which means that it's not like laced with anything that makes it go faster or whatever. And it's just part of the FAA's rules and regulations. And they were only able to get 0.3 liters out of his car, I believe. So when they did that, it was pretty much an automatic disqualification. Um, with the race, though, we saw the Williams, too, have a hard time with fuel. So I don't know if you saw or remember, Caitlin, but George Russell's car also didn't make it. It was, both of, it was both of them. Yeah. So both they, Latifi and Russell. Yeah, they both didn't make it back to the pit. <laughs> Uh, I think it just proves that the Hungarian GP, though, everyone was just driving so hard, but it looks like FAA was able to get a leader out of both um, cars, so it didn't even really matter. But I think what's interesting is it just felt a little weird to both of us. Uh, Obviously, you need to follow regulations and rules, and that's important, but he was also flagged uh, after the race and called by the stewards for wearing a pride shirt and not following the FIA's rules and regulations there um, during the anthem and their we are one, no, sorry, we race as one uh, initiative. You're allowed to wear the shirt beforehand or a shirt beforehand, but you need to take it off for the anthem. And he didn't do that. And actually a few of the drivers didn't do that. The other drivers kept their we are race we race as one shirts but he had a pride shirt on so it just felt a little weird that he was knocked for that in a country that has really repressive laws and then gets hit with this so right yeah shanika and i may have very drunkenly posted about this to be like this is a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) okay in fairness to us we were probably like three or four drinks in at this point (laughs) Oh, and we were hiking okay so i don't know if the heat or whatever hits you a little hard um but i i want to pull up the dm that we got because this person i don't want to say who it is because I, i'm not sure if they want to be mentioned um but they they describe the foa in the best way and i think that's something that caitlin and i have kind of struggled with throughout the season is they seem kind of inconsistent sometimes but he said the FIA behaves like a step parent sometimes. Sometimes they're nice and sometimes they're overly cold and aggressive. And I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very accurate metaphor for the situation. Yeah, so it makes it hard to tell what is going on with anything ever. Um, but uh, as we guessed, Aston Martin is trying to appeal the decision. And that, I believe, is going to be handled this week, actually. Um, it does suck. Everyone wants to see Sebastian Vettel on the podium um, mm-hmm. and to have just a different team up there. But that does mean that everyone moves up one spot because of it. So Lewis Hamilton snags that P2. Carlos. <laughs> Did you see the tweets about Carlos related to this? So this season, or I think maybe in general, he has celebrated 50% of his podiums, uh, win, sorry, and placements or podiums, just not on a podium. with this one he celebrated at a restaurant i think and someone poured him a glass of wine and he posted on instagram and i was just like my guy you didn't get to really do it (laughs) but i also saw that like um if he if he because we'll talk about what shanka and i think will happen with the appeal um Mm -hmm. but if if charles does keep the p3 i think he's actually ahead of carlos did we both Carlos, say Carlos? Car- sorry. Yeah. Okay. Carlos, Carlos. Chili signs. I think he's going to be ahead of his teammate, Charles, by only a few points now. Because Charles started super strong. Yeah. And he just, he hasn't been in the top lately. Right. So it's, it's showing that like Carlos is pulling his part in the team. Um, so I think like that's good and honestly even if he doesn't get p3 and he ends up in p4 um, he's still doing very well and he'll be close to Charles in the driver's championship so I think that's good to see for Ferrari yeah and I actually um, this is kind of related to this not really but their team principal whose name I'm going to butcher so please be patient with me as I ruin it um, Matea Benotto sure Benotto yeah there we go um, he even said he thinks he's got the best lineup, which I think, you know, you can argue looking at the points and stuff. Maybe that's not accurate, but 
if you knock out, you know, the Mercedes Red Bull, really impossible to touch. And if you look at the other teams with Lando doing really great, it's great, but Daniel Ricardo is really struggling. And if you're looking at consistently kind of being in the points and just being consistent in general, it is Carlos and Charles. And it's an exciting time because they are really bringing Ferrari back. But yeah, well, they're, they're, they're fun. They're fun to watch. Yeah. And they're, you can tell that they enjoy it. Um, yeah. So, Caitlin, my big question for you is with the appeal coming out or the decision for the appeal, hopefully, I think it's by Tuesday. What do you think is going to happen? So I have like I'm conflicted because um, <laughs> the, the whole reason they can do the appeal and why Aston Martin thinks they have a good case. It's not like the Red Bull thing, like recreating the turn <laughs> that Hamilton had with Alex Albon. No, they're not recreating anything. They're saying that um, based on their calculations, Sebastian should have had like 1.74 liters left in the car, but they were only able to produce 0.3. So I think like their argument is that they weren't like it's somewhere else in the car or something weird like that, or like they couldn't pump it out. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we, we have it. Um, I don't know, like, if we're thinking that the step-parent description is accurate of the FIA. I think step-parents, like, in this circumstance, like, they put their foot down. And, like, mm-hmm. even if you start to realize you're wrong, I think they're going to keep their foot down. Yeah, and I actually completely agree with you because I, looking at this whole situation, it is just such a big rookie mistake, right? And Sebastian Vettel is not a rookie Aston Martin is yes, a new team, but they're, you know, a recreation of multiple teams that have been in formula one now for several, several years, the engineers and everyone that they're sniping are from other teams and are quite seasoned. So to make a mistake like this, that costs them, um, points, which is the most important thing. It it just doesn't make sense to me. So I actually did not know about the fact that they, their calculation, said something different versus what the FIA got out of the car. Um, so I, I do think there's probably some weight to it. And hopefully with them getting it out there in public and in this appeals process or whatever, it can just set some sort of precedent. But I also agree with you, Caitlin, where <laughs> the FIA literally <laughs> makes absolutely no sense and doesn't seem to, um, you know, lead with some grace or empathy. So I do think uh by end of day Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever we will probably see that Sebastian Vettel does not podium um and loses that p2 because yeah yeah it sucks but I just I don't see the FIA even if there's evidence in front of them if they can't physically maybe if they could physically understand where the oil is or if they can get it somehow different conversation but if they can't get that one leader like I don't know what they would do I, I just I don't see them saying like okay yeah we believe you you're right we're wrong like you said um just hold on to p2 I think they're gonna say this is the rules <laughs> here is like a hard copy of where it is in our rules you didn't follow it sorry about your calculations maybe figure out why it was wrong and yeah, on and to the next race so here's a question Shanika maybe this is like too political but mm-hmm. It's like, so the Hangaro ring pays the FIA to host the tracks. We discussed that in the economics episode, right? Yeah. And so like Hungary, as the country, as we described earlier, um, has some pretty, pretty harsh laws. Um, So do you think part of that decision, like they've made the decision and unless there's like concrete evidence, they wouldn't lean the other way, like even if it was like, even if it was beyond reasonable doubt, if there was not concrete evidence, I don't think they would sway because they don't want to piss hungry off. And I actually think that's a fair assessment. And I think that's where the complication is, right? Because I do think if they didn't summon Sebastian Vettel regarding the whole t-shirt situation, um, and if he wasn't decked out in pride gear, and if he didn't do an interview, I think it was with Sky News, right? Where he said, basically I would do it again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they can take mm-hmm. my points. Like, I don't care if that stuff wasn't said and handled in that way. Maybe this wouldn't look the way that it does. <laughs> Cause right now, because we have that whole thing that happened where he was like, they can take my points. They can do whatever. Like I would do it again um, to now be in a position where, yeah, he, they need to take his points 
um, because of this car situation. It just doesn't feel right. Um, no. And you're right. It does. We don't, as much as people say, yes, it's just a sport. It's whatever. The thing that Caitlin and I have talked about, I feel like continuously now that we're on episode, Lord knows what, 14, 15. Um, <laughs> it's just that it is a sport that's so political. Like there's so much going on behind the scenes um, and it gets messy when these nations get involved too. Right. Because like Caitlin said, they have to pay F- uh, the FIA and formula one to actually run these races. So it makes you wonder for sure what the hell is actually going on. Right. Okay. I don't know. So I guess Shanika and I are kind of both of the opinion. The appeal is not going to go through and we think pretty much Seb's going to be disqualified, but, but going forward, does he ha- like, does he have the momentum to keep having good races coming up? I think he's kind of finding his stride. Yeah, I think uh, definitely. Uh, I feel like with just the driver lineup that we've been having, it's it's been so much just about, oh my gosh, Lando's killing it or just this crazy, intense uh, battle between Red Bull and Mercedes that you do kind of forget sometimes that there's these other drivers who are doing a really great job. And like we said, Aston Martin is sniping these engineers from other teams. They're really trying to build something great. And I think Sebastian Vettel is settling into his cart. Obviously, season pro it's freaking incredible what he does. Uh, but I don't think this will be the last podium that we see him on this season for sure. Yeah, I don't either. Um, just one more note, and we don't have a note, but I watched that um, the latest Grill the Grid um, and Sebastian Vettel. So they were asked to pretty much name all the drivers that won for the past, like until 1950. Yeah. Right. And like, they're all starting from like last year's and moving down and then they get eliminated when they can't get it right. So like, there's a few people that make it, I think there was like four people that made it to like the 30 points, but then Seb, he can list all of them just like one, two, three, four, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. He made it all the way to 1950, naming all the correct drivers. Like that man is smart. He stands up for what he believes. He is an environmentalist. He cleans up the garbage after Silverstone. Like, and he bikes everywhere. Everyone's showing up in their nice cars to the races <laughs> and said bikes. And I'm like, you're fucking just perfect. He's a great dude. And um, he also isn't on social media, which obviously makes it hard for Caitlin and I. I know. He just isn't. He just was like, I never got into it. I think it's like too much. And I'm like, this guy. I love though watching, I didn't watch the full thing, I just saw the clips on Twitter how Daniel Ricardo was like, yeah, Seb's a nerd. He's probably going to get all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fact, Matt. <laughs> Seb was. did get every single one of them without even really having to think about it. Like, it was very impressive. I think Danny Rick was in the top four drivers. Um, George Russell was doing really well. He just messed up one. He's like, I could have kept going, though. And then Max Verstappen was pretty good. It was funny because um there was... Some, I think he made it for two years where um, his girlfriend's dad was the winner. Yeah. And he, he guessed the first time. He's like, what, was it Nelson? They're like, yep. He's like, good thing I got that right. <laughs> yeah, damn straight, Max. <laughs> it's oh a great little video. I'll make sure to put it in um, the little podcast description thing uh, if you aren't watching. But Formula One's YouTube channel, they always pump out these fun little games. What I loved, though, is like the Kimmy cut where he was like, oh, if I messed up, I would have already been kicked out. Like, I, why didn't you tell me that? I would have told that. <laughs> Again, okay, this is counter what Caitlin said about Kimmy just posting about how much he loves like, his wife. <laughs> yeah. And like she I think she is very open on social media and she's always posting how much like she appreciates appreciates sorry, um, Kimmy and like love and like this 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 and he always reposts it so i'm like okay you're lazy simp <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh kimmy we love you hopefully we get to meet you <laughs> i think you yeah that would be so much fun he'd be a character yeah he'd say two um, words to us and that would be it yep maybe if we could even get two words um <laughs> anyway same. so let us know what you think um about sebastian vettel um yeah we have we have our thoughts we'd love to hear yours let's have a combo mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go to another ad quickly. So this episode is brought to you by Shift Podcast by Alberta Innovates. 
So SHIFT showcases the work being done in the province's innovation ecosystem, everything from health to clean energy. Join hosts Katie Dean and John Hagen as they interview the researchers, entrepreneurs, and businesses that are shifting our perspective about innovation in the province. In a recent episode, they spoke with Nigel Russells from Cybersecure Canada about online security and the steps you can take right now to not only protect your business, but your entire supply chain online. Two Cybersecure Canada is the country's cybersecurity certification program for small and medium-sized organizations. Certification enhances your competitive advantage by letting your supply chain know you are a trusted business partner. Find Shift Podcast by Alberta Innovates on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it at shift.albertainnovates.ca. That is shift.albertainnovates.ca. Woo! All right. So the other headline that came out this week, uh, I think... Again, because of just the mess that was the Hungarian GP, were just more conversations around the driver shuffles that could potentially happen. Um, Caitlin and I, we did a mini-sode on what, where we think Valtteri will go. It's actually an episode that quite a few people have listened to um, after the fact, like way after. It's a we hot posted. topic, man. Yeah, people want to know. Uh, so if you <laughs> want more in depth, just about him. We highly suggest listening to the podcast. It's super short. I think it's like 20 minutes or something, but it's just focused on him. Um, but in the podcast, I remember, Caitlin, I think it was you actually who said, it's early. We need more racing. So Caitlin, <laughs> now that we've had more racing, um, what do you think? Where does um, Valtteri sit? Valtteri, I think he's done okay. And there's been so many memes online after Hungary where Toto's like okay Valtteri you can stay with Mercedes just take out both Red Bulls he's like yes sir (laughs) (laughs) oh so bad I know I know but do I think Valtteri's done enough to stay in Mercedes I think he's done enough um and the backing that I think Lewis likes having him as a partner yeah, and I right? think this is something that we talked about in that episode too, where it's just I don't think Lewis has the power that I thought he had. <laughs> in that like, I know I don't think so either, but like I think just having him say that mm-hmm. gives me more confidence, though that like maybe he's had discussions with Toto, and maybe Toto actually thinks the same thing that like he just thinks that he's a good fit for Hamilton, and they don't need to shuffle that right now, considering they're changing up the cars for next year. Um, that's a really good point I even I forgot about the cost cap yeah you're right so do I think so okay I am maybe 60% in favor of Valtteri staying with Mercedes okay right um the next person I would definitely be Georgie and like there's been interviews where they're asking George about his future and he just can't keep a smile off his face. And I'm like, what do you live? What do you know? You little tweet? Like, do you know something we don't know? And you're just like, you can't hold it in. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's like a solid 39%. And then there's like the wild rumors that, Oh, it'll be Esteban. Oh, it'll be Lance roll. That's like a point. Bizarre. I don't know where yeah. we don't know where that one came from. There's a weird no. rumor. Lance is not yeah. leaving Aston Martin. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. Um, yeah, so I think that's my thoughts very similarly. Uh, I feel like if he was to move, um, initially I was thinking, man, he's going to go straight down to the Williams, but we learned more about the Williams recently. So it's like, maybe not. Um, but maybe Kimmy gets the boot finally and Valtteri goes to Alfa Romeo. There mm-hmm. has been a few headlines of him having conversations, but again, it's hard to tell if it's, you know, these are actual talks that are happening, being leaks from the camps, or if it's quite literally Valtteri was spotted, like walking beside someone from Alfa Romeo. So it's really hard to tell. And also with a lot of these um, organizations that are media outlets that comment on Formula One, it's hard to tell which ones are just saying rumors and which ones are actually like, yes, this was directly from an interview. So it's, a cesspool and difficult to see through Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but there was one article from beyond the flag i should have wrote down the journalist's name sorry sir um he is the only one that so far has come out and said hey i don't think all of the speculation is for nothing and that like caitlin said in 2022 valtteri will in fact join lewis 
and George will stay at the Willi- at Williams. So I think that's probably a possibility and one that none of us have really put a lot of weight on. But, uh, you know, Valtteri has said, I, I think it was post-race this time, maybe with the Hungarian GP, he did take accountability for everything and tried to apologize. So we like that for him. But he also said, you know, they're not going to make any of these decisions based off of one race. So Toto's not that kind of guy. I, I wouldn't no. imagine that he would be like, oh my God, Valtteri just like caused this huge accident or, you know, or Monaco where, you know, it wasn't even Valtteri's fault. No, exactly. He, so all of these things, I just don't think, yeah, I just, I don't think. You and I think there's like behind the scenes, we don't see all the interactions of how he gets along with the team. Maybe he is mm-hmm. actually very good with a lot of the members of the team and that counts for a lot. Yeah, and I don't what know. Caitlin chatted about about Lewis and uh, Valtteri's relationship. That's really important because something that Toto has mentioned numerous times since the season started and since these rumors started picking up was that he knows what it's like to set up teammates that do not get along uh, and just how damaging it can be for the teams. And you did see that with uh, it was Nico, right? Rosberg that was partnered up with Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like throwing hats at each other. Yeah. And it's similar with, I mean, all these drivers obviously have a big ego and all that kind of stuff, but Valtteri doesn't seem to be a guy that has a big ego, which I think is important because when Lewis was partnered up with Fernando Alonso, there was also issues not on Lewis's side, but more so just with Fernando. Um, you saw it with Max and Danny when Max started just becoming a little bit better but Max was just so aggressive that I think at one point he took out like basically I think it was made up in Baku actually a few years ago I think it was Baku yeah yeah both cars both Red Bulls were taken out because they got into an accident which is the worst thing that you want to see happen like you just don't want that to happen so who the drivers are partnered up with is so 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 important in the success of the whole team as a collective And, like, do I think Georgie would – he would be the second seat to Hamilton, and he knows that for the first season, right? Does he think he could – like, I think George assumes he could take that first seat. I don't know if he would, like, wait for Hamilton to retire or if he would challenge Hamilton for that Mercedes. And then, yeah, then you have, like, two great drivers, but you you run the risk of the Nico and Hamilton. You run the risk of Max and Daniel – and it's so not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, I think they do get over it. You know, Nico's Rosberg seems to be fully over it <laughs> at this point. But I do think it just causes such a toxic work environment for everyone when your drivers can barely stand being in the same space. And then, of course, just damage, right? If they're getting into accidents, taking each other out. Not good for the team in points, but also with the cost cap and stuff, it's just it's just not good all, all around. Yeah. So I I don't know, but I agree with Caitlin after reading this article from Beyond the Flag, which I'll make sure again to put it in the little description so you can read it. uh, There's a huge and very valid argument for Valtteri just staying with Mercedes through 2022. Thanks. Yeah, but I also saw this other headline um, that's kind of tied to driver shuffles that... I thought was interesting. So Williams has officially said, <laughs> according to uh, UKMotorsport1.com, <laughs> that they no longer need pay paid drivers. So as y'all that's, know, that's, yeah, Nicholas Latifi is a paid driver. I mean, so I looked at his little bio on Wikipedia, and he has he did go through Formula Two and stuff, and has had wins there, but he just has not been doing well in. Formula One, and you can argue, but they're in a Williams fair, but it, it just is just really not good. Like normally, even if um, Georgie is like close to the points, if George like lands an 11th or something, Nicholas Latifi is quite literally at the back of the grid in like 17th position or something. So not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they basically said that with the, the, it's Frank Williams, right? Frank, I forget her name, Claire, Claire, Claire. And Frank. When they sold their portion of the company, it went to a private equity firm. And we love firms because as much as we despise capitalism, they have a lot of money. <laughs> and they've been able to pump a lot of money into getting Williams a bit more stable. 
paid off a lot of debt and that's all good things. And also with the cost cap coming in, it just provides a bit more of an opportunity for these teams to get a handle on things, especially Williams, who is a legacy team. So, Caitlin, if we're working off of the assumption that George does end up staying at the Williams through 2022, but if Williams doesn't need a paid driver, who, like, do you think they'll keep Nichols at TV? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they would go with, um, like, they got, I don't know who the top, um, like, F2 people are teamed with. Mm-hmm. But if there's one with Mercedes, they could take him. I completely agree. I think that Nicholas Latifi is definitely the one that what, just needs to watch himself <laughs> because I, it sucks. It's a Canadiana. It is a Canadian it driver is. who will be. <laughs> sorry, that's the most obnoxious ringtone I have. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry if you heard that. But um, it looks like it. Yeah, he would be the one that would be getting the boot. So, but a, again, it's like who's going to partner George through this because. I, you know, whoever the dynamic is, is so important. And how many seasons, like George Russell's been in Formula One now, what, for two or three years? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, for sure. two or three years, um, which is great, but he is not a, you know, experience in Formula One is great, but he's definitely not a Fernando Alonso. So it makes me wonder if they even bring in someone from Formula Two or if they just go back to see if there's any drivers who still have an itch. Who's the one? Like, um, Hulkenberg. There you go. I was like, who's the <gasps> one that we saw that like? <laughs> Do you think he would come back? He's reserved right now. He's reserved. Ooh. Is it Aston Martin? I can't remember. I think but he's reserved for someone. Ooh, that's interesting. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Ooh, you guys, we added some spice to the mix right now. <laughs> it would be nice. I do think he hasn't had his full, um, hasn't reached his full potential. potential in Formula One, which is okay. I mean, we shouldn't feel sad for him. He still walked away with millions and is still technically employed. So it's not a problem. But with the Williams just being better overall and being in a better financial position, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe he will be the one that we see instead of someone from Formula 2 because I just don't think they'll have a young driver if they're looking for points and stuff like that. All right. There is also another shuffle or potential shuffle that we need to chat about, which is based off an article that planet formula one put together um from a conversation with nico rosberg so he said he's stirring that pot again so good at it though we need to give him credit (laughs) where credit's due (laughs) he will just he's got nothing to lose he's just gonna say shit (laughs) he (laughs) says this on his mind saying shit um he said that He's not sure if Sergio Checo Perez has done enough to hold on to the seat um, next to Max. Interesting, because mm-hmm. I thought like you and I both think he's doing fairly well. He's sitting three or four in the drivers' championship. Yeah, and I think aside from obviously he's the accidents or. Um, things that are just kind of beyond his control. I feel like he has been pretty consistent. Maybe not the one. He hasn't hit that one two though consistency that Red Bull obviously wants, right? Like, yeah, but I mean, Max isn't hitting one every time. So what are they really expecting? That's what I don't understand. I just like want to get into the mind. Do, the, do they more. want him to be? So if Max doesn't win a race against Lewis, are they expecting for like, oh, well, Max not going to come in one. Sergio has to come in one. But we all know, we are all aware, Max and Lewis are in the league of their own. Yeah. So is that expectation even fair? Yeah. That's a good point. But I would oh, say, I think that expect- check those five right now, man. <laughs> Valtteri's in front of him. You know what? Good for Valtteri. <laughs> like, he, needs <laughs> um, he needs something. Uh, but I think that's a, that's a good point where it's like, if they're in a league of their own, it isn't even worth that comparison. But I will say the expectation prior to 
um, maybe this year and maybe the year before at Mercedes was that it was a one, two Mercedes all the time. You know what I mean? All the podiums were like Valtteri Lewis, a Red Bull or a random Valtteri Lewis, <laughs> a Red Bull or a random. So I, I don't think it's wild to not um, expect that. But I think the challenge is here. Valtteri has now been with Mercedes for a while. Um, Checo and like Sergio has only been in this car for what, like a couple months now. And yes, he's yep. adapted really well. But I think it's weird to only put a driver in a seat at a new team for a year and be like, okay, if you don't do well, we're pulling you out of it. If you don't do well for half a year, we're pulling you. So they did to poor boy Pierre. Yeah. So it's so bizarre. And in the article, he talks about who could potentially be up to take over that seat. And there was some mention. Okay. So Caitlin, Alex Albon, obviously he is the reserve driver, I believe for Red Bull, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think he could take that second seat? Okay, so that's the golden question, isn't it? Is yeah. it going to be Alex Albon or is it going to be Pierre Gasly? Because Pierre's freaking showing up with Alfatori. I have zo- I, I have no idea. I think if Pierre keeps showing up, they will ask him. And honestly, Shanika, I hope he says no. I hope he sticks it to Red Bull. He starts doing well and then goes... How epic would it be? Okay, Valtteri, sorry. Let's say you get kicked out. How epic would it be? Pierre gets in there. I, I just, I want Pierre to be able to stick it to Rebel. I don't want him to go back. It was a toxic environment. We all have heard rumors about that. Alex Albon, yeah, go back to Rebel. You were kicked out unfairly, but like you're still with them. Well, so is Pierre, but I mean like that. Alex Albon got like the good end of Pierre Gasly's bad stick. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that (laughs) it just, it doesn't, I will say Nico Rosberg saying that, oh, I don't think he's done enough. I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think that we'll see maybe in the rest of the season, but I feel like Checo has been pretty consistent in what he's been doing. So I actually don't think it's that um, wild, but we also know that Christian Horner is a bit of a snake. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> he will say one thing to the public and then on drive to survive in that dark room and his one on one will be like, yeah, he's sucking. <laughs> and you're like, oh, OK. <laughs> oh, yeah, we I, will see. But drive to survive see. tells us. I'm yes. so interested to see what ends up happening. Anyways, so I do think Alex Albon just isn't a good choice because he hasn't been. I mean, yes, he's a reserve driver, but he hasn't really been driving the season. So it's hard to tell where he would place versus mm-hmm. someone like Pierre Gasly, you can see this guy has basically after getting booted from Red Bull and going back to Alphatori, he has consistently just improved and has a way better understanding of the car, understands that he's leading Alphatori, like he he gets it. So he would be the natural pick for me. But like you, if I was him, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would not do it because it's just they didn't appreciate you or even give you a shot when you were in the seat at all and why would you want to go back to that it's no. like going back to an ex that like did not treat you well it's just, it just doesn't make sense so I don't know it, it I, I hope he doesn't go back but that's an option but is there someone that we're thinking about that could be in that second seat that isn't part of the Red Bull school because also Checo's not part of the Red Bull yeah background. how did Checo get that Maybe they maybe they bring in Hulkenberg. Oh my I don't know. Hulkenberg's like a free free agent, pretty much, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So you're right. That's another option. Oh, I don't think him and Max would work well together. No, nope, I think I, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I see oh. Hulkenberg is like a very like he had a lot of potential. He was supposed to do a lot, but he didn't. I think he's quite mm-hmm. humble because of that. And also yeah. like he just seems like a pretty humble person versus Max is he's Max. He's bad, Max. Yeah, he's quite opposite of humble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the farthest thing from humble. So you're right. I don't think he's a good pick. But I also don't know if there's anyone else on the grid right now that could take that second seat and live up to the expectation or the standards that Red Bull wants to set. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Bring back Daniel Kivier. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, 
is he the reserve driver? Where is Daniel Kvyat right now? <laughs> oh, I want to say he's a reserve driver for someone. Yeah, because maybe it's Alpha Tori. Like, I would imagine that he stayed in the Red Bull family. Um, how, how, like, that would be so interesting. So, Caitlin, want to spill the backstory as to why this would be an interesting pick? Maybe. I mean, from- do, I mean do we do that? What's the, what if the drivers listen to us one time? <laughs> Here we are just gossiping. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's what we do. So, I mean, okay, you guys, some background. <laughs> um and why it's kind of wild the whole max and daniel thing so um at red bull red bull toxic not not a great not a great environment from what we've learned so they had um daniel ricardo partnered with um daniel kivyet um a russian driver i want to say like 2015 or 2016 or something weird like that um and then Max is coming up and he actually gets promoted to the pro team because um, he's doing so well. So um, halfway through the season, though, he takes Daniel Kivyet's spot. So I think that was 2016. So halfway through, it becomes the Max and Daniel that we have seen. And we actually really did like them together. I mean, yeah. when they were getting along, they were cute. Yeah. Um, but I think so. Daniel Kivyet was in a relationship with um, this Kelly, Kelly Piquet. Yeah. Um, and they ended up having a daughter together. Um, and I want to say she was born in like 2017 or something. Um, and then they broke up. And I believe it was as of October 2020 or even this year, 2021, that Max is now with um, Kelly PK. So Max not only took Daniel's spot on Red Bull, um, Max has now taken the mother of Daniel's child. <laughs> <laughs> drama Remember how we say there's things happening behind the scenes this was not behind the scenes it was very public um but daniel kvyat is an option he is one of the reserve drivers i just don't know if red bull is willing to cause just an unbelievable amount of drama who knows though maybe they're all incredibly evolved and they just don't have that issue uh, but I know if I was Daniel Kvyat and they gave me the second seat at Red Bull, you best believe I'd be doing everything possible to be like, this is what you're missing out on. <laughs> and you guys, I was incorrect. The daughter was not born in 2017. The daughter was born in 2019. So what? not long after they split. Well, not long after they had the daughter, they split. And then not yeah. long after that, like a mo- like a few months, maybe a year, Kelly started dating Max. Yeah. you guys this is that's wild <laughs> just drama I, I remember it i remember i told shanika that the first time in shanika's eyes and her mouth just dropped <laughs> like what just because to lose like two things to someone else the I same know, someone else just is not just a good thing <laughs> no that, that one would sting it would it would sting a lot and then also like I, again the speculation but if they're you know, doing a certain family get-togethers together. Like, is Max just there? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> just so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, who knows? Maybe is there any other drivers though that could take that seat? I can't think of anyone else. No, I'm at a loss too. Right. So. We'll see what ends up happening with that. But um, but again, who knows if Nico's just stirring the pot for the sake of stirring the pot. You know how our boy is. Like, he just has truly nothing to lose anymore. So he can, he just, like, does whatever he wants and says whatever he wants. Pretty much. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's our thoughts. <laughs> But I guess like this summer break is definitely the time when the teams should know who they want to pick, which yeah. makes sense. Like halfway through the season, you've seen what they can prove and then you have to start prepping for the next season. It'd be foolish not to. So, And I have a, like, I obviously this is Caitlin and I's first season really watching everything. So what I'm trying to figure out is when they make the decisions in the summer, do we get to know at do we get to know in August at all that after that first race, what the changes are or do we just not know until next year? <laughs> like, when do we get to know? Yeah. I don't know. Man. I do not know. Cause I would like to know. 
very soon, preferably because I'm nosy. Oh my gosh. Um, Caitlin, do we want to talk about the third topic? Um, I say, yeah, you guys, we're going to hit you up with a bonus. <laughs> okay. So this is something that came out again in planet one F1 where Russell said it's George Russell as Caitlin lovingly calls him Georgie um, said that it is impossible to win for any non Mercedes or Red Bull driver. Um, so his reasoning was that, hey, look, the cast cap doesn't come in for a little bit and you basically need to have luck or just be- pray for an accident to happen or something like that. So this is just going to be a topic of conversation between um, Caitlin and I, where it's like looking at this 2021, is it 2021? Oh my gosh, y'all, COVID has just ruined any sense of time for me. Uh, season. Caitlin, do you think it is impossible to win for a non-Mercedes Red Bull driver? Like, um, without luck. Yeah, without luck. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think a McLaren and a Ferrari, if and an Alpine, let's give Fernando Alonso credit. Yes, of course. Like, if you play your tactics flawlessly you could win it would be hard and you would be fighting tooth and nail the whole time but like and maybe it i don't think it's luck if mercedes or red bull make a bad strategy call like that's that's fair for any team that's not luck that's the game yeah and i think that conversation about marriage is interesting because when you see the last race uh it was just really good strategy between teammates. Obviously, like Caitlin said, Fernando Alonso and Alpine's decisions. But also, Sebastian Vettel was out there for forever. Like, there's a lot of strategy that's going on in people's minds um, to make sure that they're winning these races. But I do think maybe there's some merit in just the fact that everyone knows that Mercedes is so freaking fast that if they're pumping you know, X amount of dollars into their cars or have been up until this point, how do you beat something like that? Especially for Williams. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be really hard for the lower teams Mm -hmm. um, at this point, but you guys will see what 2022 brings with the new cars. Um, Christian Horner, I think had an interview where he said like the biggest difference between the cars is going to be the liveries. Like he thinks it's going to be a lot closer. Um, Interesting. Now he could just be <laughs> being Christian Horner. complaining and that's not actually true, but. Oh, and I think like one thing we need to touch on is this season that mid grid is moving really quick, right? Like the accident that happened in Hungary was basically, we're not blaming Lando. It was Valtteri's fault. But because Lando kind of got the jump on Valtteri, right? So there's something to be said that these cars are collectively getting quicker and that someone like Lando Norris was able to get past Valtteri. So, mm-hmm. And a McLaren is hard to pass, is what all the Jarrets are saying. And we know that Charles Leclerc can take pole. Yeah. So there's tons of opportunity um, I just was surprised that Russell Georgie Georgie said this because I'm like, I you know what I'm not, and I'll tell you why. And it's <laughs> it's the way I read him is he won't take all the responsibility on himself, and of course it has to do with his car too. It's not as fast. Yeah. I get that, but to always like to put blame on like something out of your control for like why you're not succeeding. I don't like that approach. <laughs> Guys, Caitlin is um, a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's like take some accountability yeah. for like things are the way they are. And you always you say you have no control, but you can do something. Yeah. I don't know. Be like Carlos Sainz and go talk to the engineers more or do something. I don't know. Maybe that's not the answer. But um, don't always blame it on something out of your control and be like, yeah, no, it, it like it would have to take luck for us to win. Yeah, um, it would take a lot of luck, but. Um, you can do a lot with your engineers. Um, you can try some new tactics. I don't know, right? Like just yeah, fucking 
do something instead of just complaining about it. And I think that's the piece where it gets challenging because it's, you know, say what you need to say, but always be mindful that this stuff is going to depress at the end of the day. You're talking to these journalists and that's what they're saying. And if I was someone that was working on a Williams car, trying really, really hard as an engineer, this would really annoy me because (laughs) it's like, I'm doing everything possible. And if Hungary showed anything, it's that, um, yes, both Red Bulls were out as well as the Mercedes, a Mercedes, but there is potential and there is possibility for at least Williams to be in the points. And so I just, yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think it's the best thing to talk about these things and say like, Oh, it's just impossible. And then it's like, then why are you even racing at that point? If that's what you believe, it's like, you don't believe that. Come on. <laughs> or else you no, can in the sport. We saw him after Imola, right? And he went right to the press, just like kind of hot-headed talking about, oh, Valtteri's fault for the crash. So we've seen him not like take a second thought before talking to the press before. So I wonder if this is another situation of that. Like he needs to, this will be part of his learning curve, how to handle the press. Mm-hmm. He probably has a press officer with Williams that, come on get your boy to like maybe think things through right and just just think before you speak to the media is the biggest lesson here but also hey if that's how he really feels and that's what you want to say like good on him but i agree with caitlin where he's obviously working with engineers and doing all that kind of stuff but there's always more that can be done there's never a space where you have done everything possible like there's never that you're always learning you're always getting better so um which is like it's crazy because he's an Aquarius and Aquarius usually (laughs) aren't like this (laughs) oh god Georgie Georgie Russell not sure maybe he's just for us I don't know did you watch the interview after it wasn't on any um like Sky News or anything like that it was just some random person that recorded his screen but he actually cried about getting the point yeah it was so cute it like that was so cute to see I know it was like this this sort of I don't want to say this but I'm going to say it but the sort of arrogance that he's had um through the season that we've watched at least just broke in that moment and I was like oh you're a real human being like (laughs) that's a really good thing so like things matter to you (laughs) Mm -hmm. and getting in the points getting your first points huge deal so no that was so cute to see so hopefully he can just like focus on that and bring some good energy because I do not believe that it's impossible for a non-Mercedes Red Bull driver to win. I think like with the current state of the cars, it takes other stuff, maybe like tactics or um, I don't know, like weather conditions that you could categorize as luck too, but um, I don't know. And good yeah, strategy. And I just like yep, between yep. the teammates because obviously with like Caitlin me- mentioned numerous times just Fernando Alonso held up Lewis Hamilton yeah. so much and that helps Esteban Ocon take that win so there's always but like but then again Georgie is stuck with Nic- Nicholas Latifi so change your driver <laughs> which we talked about could happen but yeah yeah i think yeah i agree with you there's how how hilarious you guys okay hypothetically this is never gonna happen williams <laughs> brings nico rosberg back nico brings the game to hamilton to keep him at bay and see what georgie can do boom i solved your problem I saw georgie, all, your see? Problem. all you have to do is think outside the box instead of just blaming stuff <laughs> so george russell our our advice to you is to flex whatever power you you have at williams and make sure your second seat next year if you aren't in a mercedes goes this world is about manifesting what you believe okay (laughs) manifest the good stuff you're manifesting oh we're only gonna take the first one okay well that's what's going into the universe bud that's exactly it if you speak it enough you start believing it. Mm-hmm. You should not put that shit out in the universe. No, no. bad juju. There's, and like, if, okay, so I'm going to go totally tangent and you guys will think I'm somewhat crazy for this. <laughs> I, I think there's also like, there's this scientific aspect to positive, like attracting positive. Um, and so like, you're literally putting thoughts out there that like release like a positive, like cloud of like, I don't even know what it is. 
and you're attracting more positive. Mm-hmm. I seriously believe that. And we just don't understand the science behind it yet, but they're trying to, I think that's the zero point energy field is what they're looking at. Oh, which is like, yeah, it's something, man. If you look into it, like you can go deep into it. <laughs> so positivity is a good thing. And putting yeah. this out is not good. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all we have today in the terms of headlines. Next week, we'll likely be back with a few headlines that we find interesting or mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you can make a fun little game. Who knows? But other than that, friends, Caitlin is a freaking off, man. Our girl, she's going on vacation for quite literally all of August. Don't worry. I'm still strong arming her. She's still going to be recording these podcasts. Yes. But yes. <laughs> she will be for next episode. Will you be up north, Caitlin? Um, Next episode, I will be. Yes. Well, I will be up north. I'm visiting my father in the Northwest Territories. So I'll be recording the next two episodes, Northwest Territories. And then I'll be back in Calgary, likely, maybe, (laughs) for the (laughs) third one. We'll see. So I'm excited. COVID has meant that I haven't seen my dad since 2019. So I'm excited to go up and see him. Exactly. So we're super stoked for her to go do that. And even like all good things y'all we've said this in a few episodes but get freaking vaccinated so people like caitlin can go see their family members um and yeah i've heard arguments that it's like oh okay this is going to be a somewhat polarizing topic but like people are like but you're vaccinated but you can still carry the virus so should you be traveling and i'm like so northwest territories is like more vaccinated i'm pretty sure than alberta is Mm -hmm. um and the fact that i'm vaccinated I had to request an exemption to go out there. So they know I'm coming. I, I have like a 95% immunity. I am likely not going to get the virus and overwhelm their healthcare system, which is a big, like that could be the mm-hmm. big problem. They do not have the healthcare system to take a lot of travelers coming in that gets sick. That's the problem, you guys. So I leave that there. I leave that on the table. Yeah, exactly. So I'll be aggressive. Get freaking <laughs> vaccinated. If you can, you have an autoimmune disorder and you can't hear you if you can't so we're doing it like we're yeah. doing it for you right exactly like for the autoimmune okay. people that exactly. cannot get it let's eradicate this thing for the, the ones that can get it okay exactly so that's where caitlin will be i will be still in calgary chilling um but the episodes you can expect them just on the usual day so you'll get them on the typical mondays even if we're all over the place uh, other than that mm-hmm. friends i think that's kind of it for today's episode we will post some stuff on Instagram. So just let us know what you think about all these topics. Mm-hmm. And if you've got any strong opinions, check us out there. You can also check us out on Twitter at Get Checkered and on TikTok. Please go follow check us. Check it out. Yeah. On TikTok because there's some the algorithm in there. Right and now. Like, yeah. <laughs> some of them are, you know, people are liking some of them, but I posted a great one that was on trend and just no one saw it. And Caitlin posted something, I think, today. And we're just having some fun there. So go check us out there. And if there's any episodes you missed during the summer break, this is the time to listen, right, Caitlin? Yeah, you got time. It's time to catch right? up. And what's going to be my last ask? <laughs> Review us on. <laughs> Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. Yeah, yeah, a good one, please. Please be nice. Please yeah. be nice. It helps people find our show. <laughs> we get. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> nice. We we like that was a lot more than what I thought based on our notes, but yeah, okay, that was fun. I hope you guys liked it. Yeah, stay checkered, friends, and you'll hear from we'll us. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep, next week. Adios. Baby. Bye. Bye. <laughs>